0: Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started.
1: Welcome, everybody. It's another episode of the Advisor Arena Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm, and I've got Josh Watson on with me. Hi, Josh.
0: Hey, Jamie, how's it going today?
1: Feels like it's been a little while since you and I have been on an episode together. So I'm glad to kind of get back into the routine here for fall.
0: I know, I know. It's just uh, with all crazy schedules here the last three weeks or so. So it's been tough to, to make it all work. So it is. It's great to be back.
1: Well, part of that crazy schedule was the event that we held in Vegas called Evolve. We brought in a group of producers that... Uh, we trained with and one of our keynote speakers was Dr. Jason Selk and I have not talked about what his um, purpose was for being there what he talked about partly because I don't know that I can even come close to doing it justice but I do want to talk about that a little bit because I think it ties in so well with some of the other things that you and I wanted to talk about today which is how to overcome challenges and find solutions to those challenges. So he calls it Relentless Solution Focused, RSF, not RBF, which I think of every time I hear it, but RSF. So have you heard of Jason Selk or had you heard of Dr. Jason Selk before he was our keynote speaker?
0: I actually had not until, uh, until this event. So he was new to me, but, uh, he definitely has a lot of good things to say.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think I was overly familiar with him either. Um, I, and I kind of took a poll for the attendees at the event and we have had a lot of events, a lot of keynote speakers over the years and I think everybody in attendance came up and said, hey, do you have any idea what it would take to get him to come speak to my clients or at my client events? He was phenomenal. And he really was. I mean, he was entertaining, but his message was so good. So his book is also called Relentless Solution Focused. And at the end, we're going to give you an opportunity to get a copy of this. Uh, But I want to just briefly like i said i'm not going to do it justice but just briefly give you kind of a high level overview of what he means by relentless solution focused he talked about how it's simply human nature that we're hardwired to focus on problems which you know back in the day was a survival instinct but now When we get focused on problems, it's all about then the ongoing negativity that that creates. And it's where our focus goes. What's wrong? What's taking me off track? What's stressing me out? What's causing me anxiety? It's just kind of the way our mindset happens to go, where we have to make a conscious decision to say, okay, I'm having a reaction to that that is probably not super positive. How do I focus on a solution? What's my next thing that I have control over my next decision, my next action that I can take that starts to turn this into a positive course of action for me. And he has coached some world-class athletes and some incredible organizations, but that's what I wanted you and I to talk about a little bit. So obviously nobody's at having any shortage of challenges right now or problems I know one thing that we hear a lot about is hey the things that I've always done aren't working anymore and people are getting fixated on this is a problem for me what are you hearing about with hey this isn't working what I've always done isn't working what are some ways that people have found solutions that come to your mind when you think of that
0: Yes. uh, A good example, I mean, for me is I've heard pretty consistently right now, depending on what part of the country you're in, seminar mailers aren't pulling nearly as well as they used to. So, hey, I used to send out a 10,000-piece mailer. I could fill four nights, have an overflow night, and, you know, life was good. We're not seeing those types of numbers anymore. Um, I would say you're probably not even half that in some areas right now. So I've heard that consistently and what I will tell you is we've got a lot of advisors where they did nothing but workshops and seminars. That was their marketing program. Get out there, do 30 or 40 events a year and knock it out of the park. Well, those same advisors, they're in areas they can't they can't do those workshops, but yet there's still, there's some of them that are having the best years that they've ever had. So in my opinion, those guys that are and girls that are having those types of years are the ones that probably subconsciously have this, you know, this relentless solution focus. They just changed instead of focusing on the seminars, not working, they focused on, Hey, maybe I can try this other marketing program. Let's see if it works.
1: Yeah, I, I have a specific example of that. So we were just sharing ideas back and forth internally at Gradient about a week or so ago. And I was talking to somebody who has a woman that they work with in Texas, and she had a women's event. So. Obviously, uh, we've done women's events for years and usually it's a vendor that fills those and you can do them as seminars or, you know, you could do a smaller group, but she actually filled this event on her own. So she didn't use a vendor. She didn't do any kind of outside marketing other than what she was able to do through her own Facebook and just word of mouth through like her um, neighborhood Facebook page. So I think her neighborhood is 5,000 people or so. So she's in a, a fairly populated area, but she's also very involved. You know, she sits on like the water board and she's part of the, you know, community cleanup. And she she just participates in things. And she thought, well, you know what? I have this community of people that I'm involved with. Why don't I set up this educational event make it specific to some of the challenges that women face, let them bring their spouses if they want, because of course, you know, we want women that aren't just single or widowed or divorcees. We want couples that want to empower the, the woman in the relationship, because likely she's going to outlive her male counterpart. She had 80 people registered for this event and got a 70% appointment setting ratio, and she filled it herself. I think that is an excellent example of relentless solution focused. She didn't get focused on, well, this won't work and this won't work and this won't work. So I'm not going to do that. She found a way to kind of think outside the box and said, you know what? I think there is a solution here. It might look a little bit different than anything I've done before, but I'm going to try it. I love that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. She focused on what she could control and got out there, took advantage of the, the groups and things that she was involved with. And there you go, 80 people and a 70% appointment setting ratio. I mean, that's that's really good. Anybody would, would die for that. So uh, it's a great story.
1: One of the other reasons that we've been off track in doing our podcast, so I was in Vegas, and then was it just last week? You were in Wisconsin at one of our agents' offices there as part of their Gradient Gives Back, which, if anybody's listening that's not familiar with gradient gives back it is um it's an incredible just nonprofit organization that we put together years ago but our agents have really taken it and run with it they deserve the credit here because they've been really promoting this locally and giving a hand up to people that are in need and the office that you visited is somebody that like we just talked about that used to be you know 18 months ago 100% workshops and they haven't done one in 18 plus months, but they are finding ways to get really involved in the community. This is kind of another example. So share a little bit about that one, if you would.
0: Yes. So with the Gradient Gives Back, I I mean, uh, they helped, obviously, a local family in need and the news came out and uh, they filmed it all and they were on the news that night. But in addition to that, what they do is a consistent TV show. Okay. and so when COVID hit they got everybody got shut down. They couldn't do workshops. Instead of focusing on that and oh my gosh, what are we going to do? They pivoted and put 100% of their marketing budget into TV and they went with it. And obviously there's not a lot of other things you can do uh, at that point. And so they went with it and it has just worked out fantastic for them. They are having one of their best years ever uh, and they haven't done a single workshop. And one of the things that they said when I was out there is if you would have asked them 18 months ago, if they would even still be in business, that's how worried about not being able to do workshops they were. They probably would have told you they wouldn't be, but they didn't dwell on that and they moved forward with TV and it's, it's been knocking it out of the park for them ever since.
1: And one of the things that i think is important to note we have a lot of advisors that do tv some are successful and some aren't and the ones that aren't i think chalk it up to well tv doesn't work in my area or my particular commercial didn't work or i didn't have a strong of a call to action really it's not that it's how involved are you in other areas you can't just throw out one arm of marketing and say, well, I hope that does the trick. Yes, they have been very consistent with their TV show and have been doing that, but they're also out involved in the community. So the TV stations that came and covered their gradient gives back and the hand up and the mortgage payments that they delivered to that local family, that's better I mean that pr is better than any advertising they could pay for and that is a result of how involved they are with community events i was there maybe six months or so ago helping to record some of their tv episodes and they were headed to a a hot air balloon something some kind of event that evening but they had done a bunch of t-shirts up and they had water bottles that they were handing out i know they do a big christmas gift giveaway for a local hospital there if you're going to spend money on marketing, whether it's seminars, whether it's TV, whether it's radio, whatever you're out there spending money on, if you're not also putting in the legwork to connect with people right now, you're not gonna see the same results as these people that are getting them. And that's this relentless solution focused mindset. It's not, well, this doesn't work, so I guess I'll just try this one thing. It is, I'm going to relentlessly pursue a solution to this challenge. And those are some great examples of, you know, what people have done with that. One of the things that I loved when Dr. Jason Selk was speaking is he said, okay, well, you might be sitting there thinking, okay, yeah, yeah, I want to be that. But how do you actually do that? That's what he focuses on and what he trains on. So I'm not going to pretend to be able to teach everybody how to do this here on this podcast. But one thing that I took away is he said, just think of one next action that you can take what's one thing that you can do that moves you in a positive direction and i think anybody can you know narrow it down to all right i I may not be able to see you know the total end result here exactly how i'm going to solve this big problem but i can focus on one next thing and that's what i want to then visit with about the with the rest of the time that we have together josh is what are some things that people can do so Right now, I thought of something here that I think is within all of our control and it happens to be one of the biggest things that's tripping people up. They're forgetting what the priority is for the consumers that they're meeting with. And we have been sharing data from big marketing agencies for years now on what consumers are looking for and what kind of marketing messages are resonating. Right now, trust and safety are the main two. So how do we help kind of relay that we bring trust and safety to the table when they're working with us?
0: Well, I think, yeah, one thing would be like the generational vault. That would be a perfect example of that.
1: Yeah, and so people that aren't familiar with generational vault, explain why you're saying that.
0: Well, I mean, it's just a, it's a way to create transparency. So it's for the consumer. It's a place, it's an online portal for them to log in and basically track their financial life so they can see how their accounts are doing. They can store important documents and it's, it's for them. Any reports, any plans that we've designed for them, we can store those out there. They're always available to them. All they have to do is log in. So, creates transparency if they ever want to show it to somebody they can do that it it feels like nothing's hidden at that point so that makes it 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 makes them trust it it helps create trust
1: transparency is such a big one and I know we've all probably experienced the well I want to talk to my brother-in-law about this or my nephew or I want my kids to look at this somebody's got someone in their life that they rely on for important decisions and being able to provide transparency and encouraging them to say yeah let me let me hand it over let me give you everything let's talk about the pros the cons let's be very transparent in everything that we're doing that creates that rapport that is maybe a little harder to build with people right now Uh, there's such a you know a divisive tone in our lives right now with everything that it's going to maybe take a little bit more than what you've always done to really build that trust and create that feeling of safety with people. So being very transparent, finding tangible ways to do that, um, putting objections up front. So talking about what your fees are, what you charge, what are some of the negatives to whatever you're recommending, not just the pros, but what people should really expect, what they should be asking. If they don't ask it up front, you bring it up. And it's better for you to bring it up on the front end than to you know, wait for them to ask and then them wonder, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? So those are all things that you can do right now that help you take that next step. you guys hear my cat? I mean, oh, you yeah. this up? Yeah, it's just, it's happening, people. So that's my cat. <laughs> <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> Podcast at home, you gotta love it.
0: That's right that's right we don't we don't have we're not to the level yet where we have our own professional studio but we'll be there we'll be there soon
1: yeah e- even then i mean probably be at my house and so i could only imagine what animals sometimes i have goats headbutting the glass outside sometimes it's cats at my feet sometimes it's dogs barking to be let in you just you gotta roll with it people we're we're doing the best that's we can right. <laughs> so transparency uh, the other thing Okay, so here's something that I'll give you a real-life example of. So our state fair is was here this past week, and Brad and I are considering putting in a pool. So there's two vendors at the state fair. And, okay, I'm going to try to not uh, let on which one we preferred here. Josh, I'm going to see if you can guess. Okay, vendor number one. We went to speak to him. It was he and his wife, local company. He asked us a lot of questions about what we were wanting. We asked if he had any, you know, examples or pictures or, or you know, things we, we really didn't know. We said, we don't really know what, what to even ask for because we're so early in the planning stages. Can you give us some examples of what you've done before? And he had some pictures that he had blown up for his booth, you know, and so he kind of directed us there, but mostly he asked questions. And when we left there, we called one of our, contractors that we've used for years for our real estate company. And he said, oh yeah, he's a great guy. I've used him all the time. He's wonderful. Okay, so there's a referral. Local guy asked us a lot of questions. That's option number one. Vendor number two, we went back another day. We happened to talk to this vendor. Same thing. We don't really know what we're looking for. We're early in the planning stages. They are a chain company. So, you know, they do have a local company, but they're a national chain. They had checklists for, here are the pros and cons for fiberglass or cement or or vinyl. Here's why you would and wouldn't want your hot tub attached. Here's examples of, you know pictures of all the different layouts here's kind of cost analysis here's all of it written out for you which do you think we went with
0: the written out version
1: yeah i mean i want to go with a local guy i want to go with a guy that got referred but people like a written plan right they want direction and the first guy mm-hmm. i couldn't tell you anything after we left there other than well he seems like a nice guy but he had no pictures no examples couldn't tell his pricing I mean, I just, I left there thinking, I don't even know what to ask him. And eventually we may have gotten there, but I thought a lot about that after we left, like, okay, do we do that in the financial services area? I'm sure we do. You know, we probably have some really, really good agents that are worthy of that business that would do maybe even a better job than, you know, I tried to equate it to like an Edward Jones guy or something. You know, I didn't want to want the national chain, but I thought I just can't. can't justify going back over here when it's so transparent it's so clear they gave me a very clear path to saying yes that's the route i went and i think we have to think Mm -hmm. about that in all of our industries are we making it easy for people to say yes are we creating that trust are we being transparent do we provide a written plan and if we're not we need to revisit that
0: right i 100 percent agree I I thought you were going to guess that
1: I went with the referral. I really did.
0: No, I, I, uh, I, it's who I would have went with, I guess is, is what I kind of based it on too. And I'm the same way with you. When you don't know what questions to ask, it's like when I take my car to a mechanic, I have no idea, you know, even what question to ask. I just need them to tell me, Hey, here's what's wrong. Here's how we fix it. And I'm Mm -hmm. good. So it'd be the same way with, uh, if I was building a house or anything else, like I'm going to need a lot of direction and I want to see it written out and know exactly how it's going to go. So. Transparency,
1: uh, a clear plan. Yes. So that was something that really stuck with me. And I thought about, you know, we got to do a better job of that in the financial services industry. We know what we're able to do. And this first pool guy, I'm sure knows his stuff. I mean, our contractor said he does a great job and yet I felt lost. I was like, we've been back to see Mm -hmm. him twice. And I still can't even get a picture of anything that he's done. You know, I can't, I can't get any kind of direction. And my 13 year old son came home and with one visit to this chain had a stack of brochures and was like we want to do the grace number a with the <laughs> fiberglass bottom and he he could have done it all his own without Brad right he had it all lined out and checked mark and he was like it's already in our budget i've already i mean that's when you know it's a well laid out plan and it was easy to understand cuz he was like yep i've i've got our plan already i know what we're doing
0: that's great
1: okay finally i want to talk about this one and this came from our evolve event in vegas too but maybe josh you've heard of it outside of that it just happened to come up while we were at that event because we had one of our top producers rami there and rami runs our million dollar minds training program so he has consistently gathered over a hundred million in new assets year after year so when we have an advisor that's you know got his processes down that specifically we like to share best ideas and he shared something so simple but it just we got so many questions about it fairy tale brownies had you heard about fairy tale brownies before we got back from vegas
0: i've never heard of those until vegas yes that uh, was the first time
1: so if he's talked about it and i'm sure he has and i just overlooked it because it is something that's so small that somebody in the audience picked up on it and went wait can you go back to that and as he went back to it i cannot tell you the volume of questions we got after that so here's what it is one thing that you can take that you can control right now we all have clients and we can control what kind of experience those clients get We get so focused on how do I get more referrals? How do I get more referrals? How do I close more sales? The harder we try, sometimes the more desperate it makes us look. So get a process in place and just focus on making the client experience as just fabulous as it can be. So here's what Rami shared. When somebody initially signs paperwork to become a client, he then orders for them, fairy tale brownies that's the name of the vendor and he includes just a very short sweet card that says um here's to making retirement a little quote unquote sweeter that's it it's a dozen brownies they're inexpensive he can put his logo on them but after the clients have left his office and maybe you know three four days have passed they've committed to moving a lot of money they're forgetting maybe some of the things that Rami said maybe they're starting to get kind of cold feet buyer's remorse can be a real thing and he said I know you're not going to believe me but I've never ever ever had a policy free looked and I've never had a client leave me he over communicates with his clients and he really focuses on the client experience so he has a whole episode in his docu series about the client experience but this Brownie mail out is one thing that people really focused on they're like, wait when do you send it? What does it say? Do you do it when the money's already moved? And he said, no 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 we don't want to wait till the money's already moved. I want to over communicate with them while it's in process and I want them to have this feeling that you know that they're in good hands that we're partners that this is their you know, their home. And I, I just love that. It's those little touches that I think can make a big difference. And it's one thing we can choose to move things toward the positive.
0: I agree. And a lot of those touches you can automate with, with the systems that we have in place, your birthdays, anniversaries, those types of things, you can automate that. One of the things I I picked up that Rami said that he on average touches his clients 36 times a year little mm-hmm. little things like emails a newsletter little phone call here and there zoom call whatever it may be but that's in my opinion that's how you over communicate that's how you make somebody feel special like wow these guys are really taking care of us and so that's that's huge um, if you think about it to so not only earn somebody's trust but he's got the he's got the numbers to back it up he's never once had a, a policy free look and he's never once had a client leave him. That's impressive.
1: And if you're listening to that thinking, my gosh, how in the world would he communicate that much? First of all, if you don't have an assistant or somebody that can help with that, that's where you need to delegate and automate that as part of your process, which Gradient or, you know, there's other outside companies that can do that too. But that is a service that we offer to our advisors to make sure at least things like, birthdays and anniversaries and special events and you know monthly newsletters and things like that are being taken care of Um, it's a little things along the way that you know you want to make sure you're very involved in but a bulk of that can be automated and just put into your process so I guess in conclusion what we would say is to be relentlessly solution focused you've got to train yourself to not get sucked into the things that aren't working to not keep focusing on what is going wrong and start focusing on one thing that you can do that's a step in the right direction and if you're not familiar with the book and you want a copy of it josh and i are going to buy a copy and we're going to send it to you all you have to do is email us with your address which the email address is theadvisorarena at gradientib.com. G-R-A-D-I-E-N-T-I-B.com. Send us your name, your address. We will send that book to you. It's
0: excellent. Sounds great. Yes.
1: Well, Josh, I'm glad you're back in the office. We're back on track. We're excited to keep bringing you all episodes through the fall, and we will see you next time. Thank you.